Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about the benefits of boredom. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health inpatient registered nurse and professional content developer. So if you're wondering if you heard me correctly, you did. Boredom can actually be a good thing. Although we know that boredom is uncomfortable. So... I've been bored lately. Some days after taking off tasks from my to-do list, I find myself restless. It seems that doing anything at all is better than doing nothing. On one of many long days at home, I started to learn about boredom. Over the centuries, philosophers have developed different ways of thinking about boredom, but scientific studies on the subject are less plentiful. So, after a a bit of digging, um, who would have thought that scientists don't find boredom exciting? If you've found yourself thinking time has changed pace this year, there is research to explain why. For those of us who have spent significant amounts of time at home, the repetition of daily tasks can impact the production of memories. As one day blurs into the next, in a continuum of Netflix and baking with few remarkable events to mark the passing of time, the brain simply doesn't store many moments. Days are long, but months zoom by in a glimpse. In a world ruled by productivity and performance, it's not a surprise that some of us struggle with boredom. Uh, Devices are always at an arm's length with endless distractions, notifications, and information overload, ready to drag us down a rabbit hole of scrolling. So what is boredom? Boredom, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is the state of being weary and restless through lack of interest. It's a common misconception that having the world's knowledge and information at your fingertips at all times would make this lack of interest a thing of the past. We have access to a never-ending supply of podcasts, series, social media, games, and countless other potential sources of entertainment. Yet, That is not enough. Research suggests that checking a smartphone while bored at work doesn't, repeat, doesn't make people less bored. 
The concept of phone boredom describes the feeling of disengagement we experience when we're just scrolling away, spending time mindlessly browsing the same apps. You may even be experiencing it right now. Uh, It's easy to assign boredom to spending too much time at home, the state of the world, an unfulfilling job. But being bored is not driven by external factors. It's actually a state of mind. The external environment may well make things worse, but it is possible to feel bored or entertained in pretty much the same situation because it's driven by our state of mind. When we're bored, we look around and nothing seems fun. Boredom is uncomfortable. Boredom is not pleasant, and it even affects motivation. Bored people feel more tired after performing a simple task than those who are not, despite being overall less productive. But boredom goes deeper. Some may even seek negative emotions rather than accept being bored. In a famous study, many participants chose to give themselves an electric shock rather than stay in a room quietly for 15 minutes. That's right. Sometimes even physical pain seems preferable to boredom. This may seem like an example that's really extreme, but everyone avoids boredom in different ways. Checking your phones, uh, tidying up a room that isn't messy, shopping, or adding things to our to-do list. And it doesn't just affect ourselves. Boredom is linked to errors in medical settings, driving, flying planes, and and even nuclear monitoring. A work environment which is not engaging leads to mistakes depending on the line of work. The consequences are significant. Boredom is a natural emotion, but it's also unforgettable. And it is exactly this level of unease which makes boredom good for us. Could boredom help us see things clearly? Well, a German philosopher, Martin Heidegger, preoccupied himself with the idea of boredom. To him, the discomfort of being bored is why being bored is a good thing. According to Heidegger, boredom can help us better understand our very existence. When we're bored, we can truly appreciate the passing of time without any illusions. By removing distractions, boredom creates the space for us to fully contemplate emptiness and nothingness, getting a real glimpse of things as they are. Let's not forget 
that Heidegger was a philosopher and probably more interested in observing nothingness than most. Still, the idea that boredom allows us to see things more clearly, discouraging us to focus on the next distraction that happens to get our attention remains very relevant. So, is there such a thing as contemplating the experience of being bored? Those who have explored the theme of mindfulness, and I have a podcast, Mindfulness and Gratitude, that you might want to check out. Back to this podcast. So, those who have explored the theme of mindfulness have also been interested in idleness. Boredom and a contemplation practice fit naturally together. When you pay attention to boredom, it gets unbelievably interesting. Many mindfulness practices start with paying attention to something small, like focusing on the breath, parts of the body, or ambient sounds. Over time, this practice of loose focus expands, teaching meditation practitioners to observe without interference different situations in life. This doesn't mean that those who practice mindfulness don't get bored. (laughs) I'm not saying that. But it is possible to observe and embrace boredom as one of the many parts of the human experience. The shift from being bored to noticing boredom is rich ground for contemplation. Now, Other emotions like anger or excitement may compel action while boredom invites introspection. Regular mindfulness practice increases tolerance to challenging situations and emotions, and it can help with coping with the impatience that arises from boredom. Sitting around doing nothing can be boring, but it doesn't have to be. Taking five or ten minutes to observe the experience of being bored, noticing thoughts and feelings is a simple practice that doesn't require much effort. It can make the experience of being bored more meaningful when it happens. Boredom can be the trigger for a short mindfulness practice throughout the day. Another thing, the bored brain works well. Boredom always precedes a period of great creativity. Boredom is neither good nor bad. Bored people are prone to engaging in risky behaviors such as taking drugs, but they are also likely to engage in creative pursuits. Boredom acts as a signal that can propel us to do something. Whether that is positive or negative depends on 
how we respond, it is very much possible to take a constructive approach. For instance, by practicing a hobby or other engaging activity that leads to creativity. It is when we're engaging in activities which are not particularly strenuous and don't require much focus that the default mode network is activated. This network includes several areas of the brain which work together to solve problems, create new things, and empathize with others. It's natural to avoid boredom, but by doing so, we miss the opportunity to create the right conditions for the brain to do its best work. Resisting the urge to scroll away can be the first step towards being more creative. Put simply, boredom tells the brain that there is space to think and engage in different activities. Understanding that boredom is like pain, an alert to ourselves, which signals spare capacity to engage with deep thinking. We can use boring moments to let our minds be creative, read an inspiring book, or practice a new skill. It's easy to be swayed by the environment, reaching for the phone and checking notifications rather than actively choosing an interesting activity to try. Taking a book in the morning commute or keeping art supplies close by are simple ways to design an environment conducive to meaningful engagement. Boredom is, well, boring, and that's okay. Philosophers have for centuries studied boredom. More recently, research has shown the shortcomings of turning to our devices when we're bored. In a time when speed and pace are the norm, boredom creates a space where time flows by slowly. So, boredom, as I mentioned, sparks creativity because research suggests that when we are bored and looking for stimulation, if we can't find it, we make up our own. That's what daydreaming is. How many inventions were created by people who had the time to just imagine? So turn off the phone and turn on your imagination. Another thing, boredom allows you to engage in self-reflection. People who are prone to boredom are more likely to engage in self-reflection. Being bored allows you time to sit and think about your current circumstances and self-reflection is often the spark 
from making real changes and improvements in your life. Another thing with boredom, your mind gets to slow down. Boredom on a long commute can be a great way to look at the scenery as the train speeds by. Looking at nature provides stimulation that you do have to focus on so your brain gets a rest. Being in nature is even better. Also, boredom can make you a better person. Research in Ireland showed that boredom can make you altruistic. That's because when we are bored, we lack perceived meaning. So we search elsewhere to reestablish the value of our life. This leads us to pro-social behaviors like donating blood or giving to charity. Boredom is good for your mental health. In her book, uh, I, I I think her last name was Mann. Uh, I can't remember her first name, but her last name is Mann, M-A-N-N. She wrote that daydreaming when you are bored provides an escape from day-to-day life and all its stressors, stepping away from all the screens that are part of our work and daily life can give the mind a break and your mental health will be better for it. There's no doubt about that. It's possible to to learn to use boredom in our, our favor, to let our minds wander while we do the dishes in silence, resisting the urge to fill the space with the latest podcast, except this podcast. (laughs) In the name of productivity, we fill every spare minute of our lives, but downtime is productive time. It creates the space that our brains need to do its best work. We spend a lot of time trying to solve problems, often pushing against barriers, but it's possible to do the same work by creating headspace and using idle time to think freely and without restriction. In the urge to make every minute count, we forget that different states of being are important, even when they don't seem productive or fun. Embracing boredom as a rich part of the human experience can make us more creative and better at dealing with a range of emotions. It is a practice in emotional intelligence. At the end of the day, boredom is still boring. And that's
the beauty of it. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.